Matthew chapter 24, my dilemma this evening is it's quite a lengthy passage that I want to read. I thought about not reading it all, but it's hard to avoid reading the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so I want to read beginning at verse 1, and we're going to read through verse 44. And then we're going to take a text from this passage. Beginning at verse 1. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, of course the Mount of Olives is across the valley, so the city of Jerusalem was fully in their view. As he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in divers places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand, then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains." Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day, 
For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor ever, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then, if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east, and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken, and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken and the other left. Watch, therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the goodman of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, 
he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready. For in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Amen. It is the word of the Lord. May the Lord add his blessing and his approval to the public reading of his infallible word for his name's sake. Let us take as our text verses 3 and 4 of this chapter, but we're going to refer to much of that which we have read. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming? And of the end of the world. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Let us bow together in prayer. Our gracious Father, we rejoice to hear the words of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We rejoice to know that we have the infallible record of those words, that thy Holy Spirit has inspired thy servant Matthew to record these words exactly as our Lord Jesus did speak them. And we thank thee for the providence of those who understood the original language and were able with a right regard for the authority of thy word to translate that language into language that we know and understand. O Lord, we praise Thee for Thy Word. Now this evening, as we come to consider the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, we ask Thee for special grace and wisdom. We ask Thee that Thy Spirit will draw near and will quicken us and enable us to receive the engrafted Word. O Lord, open our hearts to receive thy word tonight and to lay hold of every exhortation and admonition in it. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. On Tuesday of this week, it will be one month since the latest war in the Middle East erupted. I am old enough that I can remember a lot of them. Uh, I can remember as a high school sophomore when the 1967 Six-Day War began. I attended a public school. There really weren't Christian schools in those days, back in the 60s, uh, at least none that our family knew anything about. So I went to a public high school where I got a good education uh, and where most of the students that I studied with were Jewish. So that when that event took place, uh, the atmosphere was indeed very tense and there was a lot of interest in every quarter. I was in college when the Yom Kippur War of 1973 broke out. I was in my last semester of college, 
And so it was a much different atmosphere then, but I remember it well. But over the years, there have been so many conflicts, I've kind of lost track of how many and when and who was involved. But the thing that I would say is that every time one of these conflicts erupts, almost as certain as night follows day, comes the speculation, is this the end? Is it finally the end? Is it going to be over? Of course, there are other reasons to wonder if it's the end. You have to wonder when will the cup of iniquity of God's wrath overflow for the perversion and wickedness that is widespread in the world. This fascination about the end of the world has been a distraction for most of the world's history. Nearly as many theories and discussions of those theories have arisen as there have been years and people. In the world before the great flood and in this passage, the Lord Jesus speaks about the flood. So to say that the flood did not exist is to accuse the Lord Jesus Christ of telling a lie. But in the world before the great flood, various theories existed, we can be sure, about how the world would end. But only one of those theories was valid. That was the theory that Noah proclaimed. The great flood marked the end of that world. You can't really find any traces of that world anymore. When the Lord Jesus Christ compared the days that preceded the great flood to the days that will precede his coming to judgment, people always speculate. Well, how does this time in which we live correspond to the days of Noah? Especially since the ascension of Christ Various views concerning the timing and the purpose of his coming to the world again have circulated, especially among the followers of Christ. And even today, I took note of uh, at least two different sermons that had to do with this theme. Not in the way that I'm going to approach it, I can assure you, this evening. The angels said to the disciples in Acts chapter 1, that the same Jesus would come again in the same way as they saw him go into heaven, coming in the clouds. The disciples were curious about Christ's prediction that the temple in Jerusalem would be destroyed a second time. It was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar centuries before, then it was rebuilt, now Jesus was saying there's going to come a time when there's not going to be one stone left on another. And if you go to the Temple Mount today, that is exactly what you see. There's nothing left of it. Jesus spoke often about the coming of judgment. They understood what he said, that he was going to come again. But they wanted to know when. When is this going to happen? They wanted the Lord to give them the exact details concerning 
the day and the hour when he would return. We read that in verse 3. When shall these things be? What shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Tell us. But as he said, that knowledge was the Father's alone. The Lord's concern in all that he said was to prevent the disciples from complacency in their service. If they thought it was going to be some time before Jesus would return, they might have tended to relax a little bit. He wanted them to be on their watch all the time. We read those words in verse 42. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. He said he would come at a time when not many expected him. Only the followers of Christ are concerned about the coming of the Lord. I can assure you tonight that the people of the world who live around you, the people with whom you work, the people with whom you study, they don't spend any time thinking about Christ's return or judgment, but they should. Whether they believe it or not, they're going to face the judgment of God, either while they are living in this world or after their departure from this world. The people of Noah's day, of whom the Lord spoke, did not believe the warnings. They just went about their lives. They bought, they sold, they married, they were given in marriage until the day came that the flood came. And as Jesus said, took them all away. And that, by the way, in the context, gives us an understanding of the taking. Because we read in verse 40 here that two shall be in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. Where is the one taken? To the same place that the people of the world were taken by the flood, taken to judgment. Many in the world now will be unaware on the day of Christ's coming. Suddenly, one person will be taken to judgment, the other will be left. Suddenly, one woman grinding her grain at the mill will be taken away to judgment, and the other one will be left. Those who are ready for the coming of Christ will rejoice in His presence. That will be a glorious day. So it is an important event. Christ warns the careless that they are approaching that day. And at the same time, Christ comforts his people that they are approaching that day. The day will come when Christ will appear. I can't tell you when it is. The latest wars in the world, as we read in this passage, are not an indication that that day is about to break. But someday, it's closer to us 
tonight, we can say, than it was last night. In our text, the Lord gave a clear warning to the disciples concerning their interest in the timing of the end. Christ followers have a tendency to bypass the words of verse 4 because they want to find out the signs of the end. But in verse 4, what does Jesus say to them? Take heed that no man deceive you. I would submit to you for many people who profess to belong to the Lord, those words are passed right over. But in Christ's words tonight is the caution we have to heed. The Lord Jesus warned his disciples that speculations concerning the end of the world were fertile ground for deception. And he warned against those speculations, and especially against the way the devil would use those speculations to ensnare Christ's followers. He urged his followers to guard against that danger. And so tonight I want to speak to you for the moments remaining to us about the theme of danger about the end. Danger about the end. I can make an assumption, and I think it is a very safe one to make tonight, that no one, under the sound of my voice, has been immune from speculations such as those the disciples had about the end of the world. Is this it? Is the latest war the sign that the end is at hand? You have to admit, if you're honest this evening, you're like the disciples. You want to know, when are these things going to happen? Part of the difficulty that we face is that this chapter and its parallel passages, which are in Mark 13 and Luke 21, present prophecies concerning at least two events. One of those events is the destruction of Jerusalem, which took place in 70 AD. The other is the event that the Lord describes here in some detail about his coming. And it's not always easy to find the dividing line between the Lord's statements concerning the destruction of the temple and when his statements concerning the end of the world begin. Now, there are preachers who claim that they understand everything. And they'll be glad to tell you all about their understanding. Some have made careers out of traveling around to present their views of the Olivet Discourse. And many people have bought into those presentations without ever considering the words of Christ in verse 4, take heed that no man deceive you. It's not my intention to expound the Olivet Discourse. You'll be glad to know that uh, because it would take a long time. But my purpose tonight is to alert you to the danger about the end to get you to pay attention to the real prospect 
of the end of the world, because the end of the world is a real thing, so that you're ready to face it. Some people have this vague idea, well, everything will work out in the end somehow or other. That's not what you need when you consider the day of judgment is coming. So you need to be sure tonight that you believe in Christ because it's only then that you're ready for the day that the Lord described here when he will appear. The danger about the end falls into four categories of which the Lord warned his disciples, including us, false Christs, false signs, false teachers, and false hope. So those four categories we're going to take up in turn this evening. First of all, false Christs. We learn here that there will be many who will profess to be Christ. Verse 5, Jesus said, Many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. We find it later in the chapter. Verse 24, there shall arise false Christs. You see, there will be many, this is the warning, there will be many who will be ready to believe someone who professes to be Christ. Especially if he is influential and secure and sincere. We learn in verse 24 that these false Christs will be so persuasive in their oratory that even the elect will be in danger of deception. If it were possible, we thank God it is not possible. If it were possible, he would deceive, they would deceive even the elect. The Lord Jesus Christ spoke about the spirit of Antichrist that has been abroad in the world since the day the Lord ascended to heaven. And we read about that spirit later in the New Testament. Let us turn to the first epistle of John, chapter 2. First John, chapter 2, and verse 18. Little children, it is the last time. Ah, John wrote those words 1,900 years ago. It is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. And notice what he says in verse 19, they went out from us. Here's where the Antichrist came from. They came from within the church. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it. The words of Jesus in Matthew 24 
given to his disciples, not because they didn't know the truth, but because they know it. And that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Turn over a page to chapter 4. And to verse 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And then just across the page, 2 John verse 7. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. So then, what is the upshot of what we have been reading? That since the time of Christ, there have been false Christs in the world. Antichrists. And they have become more numerous as time passed. Some of those antichrists wear clerical robes and sit on what they call St. Peter's chair. People dismiss the true Christ. They dismiss his words while they listen to those who are false. Now how do you guard against the danger of false Christs? Against being taken in? You reject every effort to get you to run away from the truth. The Lord spoke of the approach you should take in the words of verse 23. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. So if someone comes and says, You know, out, out in the desert here, out west of Phoenix, there's a man who's preaching, and he proclaims himself to be Christ. Do you go out and look for him? No, you do not. Because Jesus said, don't believe it. But you also guard against this danger by knowing more and more the true Christ. You can never know enough of the true Christ. And how do you get to know more of the true Christ? By seeking him 
in the Holy Scriptures. False Christs. That was one of the dangers of which the Lord warned his disciples. But let us come to the second thing, false signs. We learn in verse 24 of this chapter that there will be no shortage of supposed miracles. And we live in an age that is crazy after signs, but it is not unique to our age. We read of the power of counterfeits. Let us turn to the last book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Verse, uh, chapter 13. Beginning in verse 11, we read about the beast coming up out of the earth. And we read of him in verse 13, He doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. He deceives them. He's given power by the devil to deceive people by apparently miraculous signs. The reality is deception always finds a ready audience among those who despise the truth. And there are many who despise the truth. And they'll be ready for any delusion that comes along. This readiness to believe delusion is itself God's judgment. Let us turn to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And verse 9, we read in verse 8 of that wicked being revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So here is the judgment of God. That they believe that which is a lie. Do you wonder at the power of these false signs? Well, be on guard against such delusions. What's the answer? Instead of giving attention to all the trends about you and allowing yourself to be distracted by those things, keep your attention on the person of Christ. Look unto Jesus, 
because there is another danger about the end, false teachers. We read about the false teachers in verse 11 of Matthew 24. Many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. If I had the time, I would engage in a side trail here to talk about all those people who now through the medium, well, I would say television, but that's so 20th century, uh, talking about uh, those who have used all the streaming platforms that are, that are invented and more come into existence all the time to spread false doctrine. Many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. Verse 24 again, There shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, which it isn't, they shall deceive the very elect. False prophets. The apostles had a lot to say about them. And the iniquitous aspect of these false teachers is that they don't come and present themselves as false teachers. They appear innocently. And many fall for their lies. Let us turn to the epistle of Jude and to verse 4. For there are certain men crept in unawares. Dr. Paisley always loved to speak of them as the filthy creepers. They've crept in unawares, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness, and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. So they come in subtly. They come in not identifying themselves openly, but they despise Christ. And they despise his gospel. And yet, they do so while presenting themselves as followers of the Lord. The Lord said to his disciples, watch out for them. Be on guard against them. One of the blessings over the years of being associated with the American Council of Christian Churches is the commitment to identifying those who are teaching that which is false, exposing it, and warning people to be watchful against it. Because when deception is abroad, as it is today, then the people of Christ have to be vigilant. They need to be suspicious of anything that is a divergence from the teaching of Scripture, so that their attitude is not, well, you know, I never thought of that, maybe that could be true. No, it is to say, that is not what the Scripture has to say, and I reject it. And they need to be on their guard. That's what the Lord was saying to his disciples. You watch. You be on guard. Because there's one other danger 
about the end, and that is false hope. The whole point of the discourse that we have read is to remind the people of Christ that the day of Christ is coming. That is not a day that we fear. We don't fear to be before the Lord when he comes. But there are people who should fear it. Some people think it's not going to matter because they've done as well as they can and God will take them in. But the picture the Lord presents in verses 46, 36 through 41 is a picture we should heed. Of that day and that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. They didn't know it. They didn't believe anything that Noah said. They saw him engaged in this massive construction project and they thought he was a fool, that he was wasting his time. But Jesus said, here is how it's going to be when the Son of Man comes. So don't surrender to the delusion of a false assurance, as so many do. People have a hope built on what they imagine will save them in that day. Well, I've been pretty good. I haven't been as bad as others. Maybe not perfect, but it's a false hope. The only hope that secures you in the sight of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is the hope that rises from faith in him, from complete abandonment of your own ideas about how to be saved and resting entirely in Jesus Christ in the work that we remembered this morning at the Lord's table. The end is approaching, Jesus said. And if he said that almost 2,000 years ago to the disciples on the Mount of Olives, if it was approaching then, it is certainly approaching now. So be sure that you are trusting in Christ today, tonight. Because then you will not fall prey to the danger about the end. And that danger is deception. Trusting in that which can never save. The Lord Jesus said in verse 44, Be ye also ready. For in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. So his coming will not be a surprise. To many of his people, perhaps to some it will be a surprise. But the whole point is 
that those who are following after Christ will not be shocked. They will be full of joy on the day when the trumpet sounds. And on that day, Jesus will come, as we have read in this passage, to gather his elect from the four winds. Those who are living and those who have died, they will gather them all. And the others will be taken away to judgment. May God give us the grace then to be aware that the end is approaching and to seek that the Lord will do his work in our hearts and will give us grace to take advantage of every opportunity to speak to others as the Lord brings them across our paths. Be sure today that you are in Christ Jesus. Let us bow together in prayer. Our gracious Father and our eternal God, we thank Thee for the grace Thou hast given to us this evening to contemplate the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Truly, Lord, we know that there is delusion all around us in the world. The delusion of those who imagine that they can change the sex or the gender that thou didst give to them at their conception. The delusion that somehow or other things will all work out as long as everybody does the best. Oh Lord, these are delusions. We pray that we may be guarded against them. Oh Lord, at the end of the day, give us grace to keep our minds fixed upon Thee, upon the person of our glorious Redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ, that we be not deceived. Oh, hear us, we pray. Give us the grace to hear the words of Christ ringing in our ears. Take heed that no man deceive you. So hear our cry, we ask. Enable us to rest in the midst of the turmoil of this world in the knowledge that we know that Jesus is coming. So hear our cry, we pray, and help us to occupy in our places until that day. So, Lord, we ask these mercies in the name and through the merits of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.